0: That's Lit with me, Shazzy D here from home. Thanks so much for joining me because today I have a wonderful guest joining me on the show. It's Isabella and she works in the Australian criminal justice field. Isabella, welcome to the show.
1: Really glad to be talking to you today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Not a problem
0: at all. So Isabella, can you talk a little bit about, you know, your work in criminal justice?
1: Yeah, so I guess I started this career working with young people, predominantly those who have been impacted by both the welfare and the criminal justice system by, I guess, um, and there's sort of a few elements to the role in terms of part of my work is um, sort of investigating welfare-related issues and then also addressing criminogenic risks, which basically means likelihood of reoffending, and, I guess, providing interventions to ensure I mean, the best way we can that um, that changes for young people.
0: Yeah. And so you have, you know, been involved in this field for a while. Why do you think it is so important to have, you know, people of colour to be a part of, you know, this sector?
1: I think there's um, a lot of there's underrepresentation. So when we go into these systems, a lot of the time most people are um, not used to, um, I guess, lot of people for the first time young people their first contact with the justice system uh, for their families as well Um, and I guess the cultural element too is that um, having people um, diverse people from background means there's a bit more cultural understanding and we sort of um, fight against those stigmas as well because it's very hard to I guess um, relate to something that you don't know and so I I feel like having more people of colour working within the system provides not only representation but opportunities and understanding and, I guess, um, aspects and new perspective and how to deal with people from certain cultures. Not saying that because someone acts, uh, is from a certain culture they'll act this way, but there's an element of understanding that comes with that. Like, for example, um, a welfare example being that um, cultural customs A lot of people may have, you know, traditions that um, aren't necessarily familiar with someone who's just, uh, you know, just identifies as Australian without any other backgrounds. For instance, um, families going through, uh, participating in Ramadan, for instance, understanding what that means during the time of the interview that you might be, you know what I mean, just having more representation means those things aren't forgotten. And in terms of, like, black people in particular, there's a lot of issues and intergenerational trauma and things that back home and cultures and practices that might not be, that will be foreign to a lot of people within the system and having more people um, who look like you in terms of if you are being in contact with the system I guess provides a sense of comfort similarly to like when um, you know the principles around you know criminal justice is about being gatekeepers of community being the reflection of the community you know by your own peers etc we're sort of around that model and at the moment unfortunately we don't have a full representation like I think I can count on my hands the amount of you know people of color particularly black people of color who have been in the system working from you know either as lawyers case managers you know police officers and it almost feels like it's an impossible thing or something that doesn't happen when it is achievable and particularly in the times that we are in now definitely important to have that representation
0: and i know you know we've mentioned this kind of before is the whole idea of bias or unconscious bias I guess that can sometimes happen or you know you don't even realize it. Um, Can you kind of talk about why you know having you know more representation can kind of minimize that element in you know the criminal justice system?
1: Yeah I definitely I think everybody's prone to it depending on where you're from like down to culture, religion and I think um, it's easy to, I guess, be aware of your own space. And if you're coming into a um, role from a particular background, you're not coming in afraid of, um, you know, the unknown in terms of what you represent as a black woman in the system. Like um, I come into the system and I know that when I'm, you know, working with clients who are of colour, I'm not judging them based on their skin. I'm not saying that they're likely to, have um, you know to reoffend or to be guilty based on how they look or perpetuate stereotypes and like you know um, whilst I think some people don't always intentionally need to fall into um, these situations without believing these stereotypes it's very easy to do that when you don't have anything else and there's nobody there that can speak up for that group of people and I think that's where it becomes important like I've had instances even in workplaces where questions that you would think like surely not people you know I think that way or would assume those things um point out things where it's just like no hold on a minute like someone's offending doesn't you know it doesn't mean that the whole you know race or um you know a group of people are responsible for that and I think um you know even in the spaces that I'm in I'm one of maybe three black people in my position so and um uh, well, in my department and I think it's very um you know having those conversations even what i contribute changes some people's perspectives. and i feel like the more that we do that we can sort of push these like you know these unconscious biases and sort of make people alert to their own you know um beliefs or ways of being without having to be um just in the space where it can be most impactful you know what i mean because it's one thing to be um you know saying it in your conversations at home with your friends but if it's if we're not seeing change within the system itself it's still going to sort of reflect that. Do you know what I mean? Because who's there to say otherwise? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so there was an example, I guess, or uh, a case, I think it was, I think you said it was also public record, so you may be able to discuss it, just about kind of the difference <laughs> in responding to children, I guess, you know, one who was you know, Caucasian and one you know, a person of colour and how, I guess, they both yeah. were involved in the same crime and kind of how that played out. Can you kind of discuss that and how that also works into the yeah. idea of bias?
1: Yeah, um, and I guess it's no secret and I guess it's available all over the internet about the overrepresentation in communities where there are people of colour and we find a lot of the time you know, there may be young black boys, for example, who may get into a situation with their um, non-black peers and what we see is they go into the system and um, their process is a lot more delayed, a lot more strict. Like, for example, the one that's coming to my head at the moment, both um, minor offences that could have been dealt with by court and in most cases dismissed, um, non-black friends all dismissed friends of colour were was on, you know, bail and stuff like that for almost the entire, you know, an extended period. So it's one of those things where it's like the only difference between the two was the colour of their skin and why is that? Why were we more harsher to the people of colour versus the non-people of colour? And being in a position where you can um, be in the system and call out those things and speak up for that innocence that, like, Many other people might not. You like, might people just say, "Oh, it's just bad luck for this person." But when you're, I guess, brought up as a person of color, you're sort of aware of, you know, things always necessarily being harsher on you. And I always um, say that that unconscious bias, like again, like it's easy to, you know, you're not conscious of it, so it's easy to just slip into that and to not realize the pattern. And you know, if we're talking historically, we know what used to go on in a lot of the legal systems and. I guess it's about still, we're still pushing down some of those barriers that exist and trying to make it more equal and fair. And I think a big part of doing that is having more people of colour.
0: What advice would you give to any person of colour out there who might be considering a role in the criminal justice field?
1: I think um, it would be, don't be afraid to go out. It's likely that when you start, you're probably going to be one of few people that look like you you're probably going to be at times like the token person of colour in a group. Um, And I think it's important to not see that as a way to dim your light, but to use that to your advantage in that if you're, you know, in that position, you can use what you, you know, your lived experience to better yourself and that can be your superpower. And um, the more, I guess, we get comfortable moving into these spaces, the easier things may be for um, people of colour as well in that um, you know some of the racial tensions and stuff and relationships between services um, will improve and I guess when I think of like you know myself being a young person when you had all of the um, various emergency services or criminal justice fields like it was very rare or I can't even think of a time to be honest where it was someone that looked like me and I think like the more that we do that the more we inspire like people and we're in like really awesome times right now where people have so much access and the more representation like we're planting seeds for people to come up and be better and I really yeah I really encourage all young people to do it look into it welfare is really important and you'd be surprised at how much you know and how much knowledge you come into a degree like that with you know what I mean whether that be in the child protection space whether that be you know the juvenile justice or adults there's room and there's a lot of um there's a lot of work to be done, and I think that you can't, um, you know. I guess the best way to sort of change a system is to be a part of it. And yeah, I guess that's my view on, you know, I guess, and hopefully that inspires someone to do it. Like, it really is an awesome career. Like, you know, there's going to be times where you're dealing with some really sad situations, you're going to be dealing with, and you know, it can be stressful and overwhelming, but um, knowing that you're part of that change and you're doing something. Um, in the community that's going to impact people um, in a positive way, it's um, rewarding in that regard, you know, and I think it's really important for, like, representation in this industry, particular, particularly in these times, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Well, Isabella, that's it. Thank you so, so Thank much you. for joining me, for joining the show. It's been great. Thank
1: you for having me.